You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Thank you, all of you, for being here. And thank you to all of you who have been joining us and making the Paranormal Portal Podcast just amazing. And thank you for all of you who are spreading the word. Uh, the podcast has been growing incredibly, and I have all of you to thank for that. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. Um, if you have paranormal experiences of your very own and you'd like to come on as a guest to the show, let me know. Send me an email at, at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com and we'll get you on the show to share what you've seen and been through as well. I got a wonderful show lined up for you guys today. I have Moon Girl joining me and we are going to be talking about divination and uh, ways of looking ahead and all kinds of paranormal goodness. So I hope you guys are ready because we're going in. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, it's really uh, our pleasure to have you, and thank you for agreeing to do this, because I think, you know, given the state of the world right now, when <laughs> we all know what uh, what a quagmire of possibility that is, I think there's probably never been a better time for things like divination, people wanting to get an idea what the hell's going on and where they should be looking or, or ideas that they should be focusing on or whatever. I think people need guidance. And that's why I think it's really cool that you're here to talk about divination as a form of guidance. Yes, I do love, um, I love all forms of divination. I know a lot of people are very familiar with the tarot cards, which is great. I love tarot. That's why I started off, but there's just so many different forms of divination. Some of them are so old that I know, especially the younger generations, never even heard of it. Even the ones now haven't heard of it. So that's something I really want to showcase to people. 
that it's not just tarot out there, you know? I think that's true. You know, I mean, people are, people, of course, are, are familiar with psychic readings and they're, they're familiar with tarot. And, and there's a lot of people out there doing uh, both of those. But I, I have to say, I met you pretty much uh, on your site when you were, you were working with several different mediums and you gave me a quick little reading and it was, it was really shockingly uh, accurate. I was like, wow, she's really got this dialed in. So, um, could you explain? Well, thank you. Well, I'm glad it resonated with you. Yeah, I think it was incredible. So I, I just thought, wow, this would be really neat to introduce, you know, our listeners to some of these other things. And of course, to familiarize them, of course, more with, with the, the, the ones they do know about, because I'm, I'm sure people know about tarot, but, um, I, I think not everybody really understands what it means or what it's, what the whole object of it is. So if you'd take a couple minutes and talk about the different, uh, types of divination you use and a little bit about them, that'd be really great. Okay. Well, um, first off, I, I started off with tarot. I've been practicing different forms of divination on and off since I was 12. So it's been a while. Mm. And period. So I'm like, I know there's tarot and I love tarot, but I want to know different forms, things that are maybe uh, practiced in other parts of the world or you know, that are very old. And um, so, of course, I started with a tarot. I also do ruins. Um, and they have, uh, they're, they're, they're like the tarot, but there's, Definitely less of them. Um, and then some people don't even realize this, that with ruins, when you read them, you can also read reversals. So there's a few people who, who do know about ruins, but they are not aware that there's reversals just with the tarot. And with the tarot, uh, and I understand that some people don't do reversals on the tarot because it is a lot of cards to learn, memorize, whatever, or mm-hmm. some people might feel like there's enough negative um cards upright. However, I personally think it's important if you're going to be a reader to at least know them for your practice them for yourself. Mm-hmm. So I emphasize on that. And um, I also do shell readings. Um, I do different, there's different forms of shell readings to do. And um, there's some way you can just use four shells. There's some way you can use like a 16 shells. And um, you basically, you hold the shells. You meditate over them as a question, then you cast them, and then you get your answer, um, depending on what reading you chose to do. So there's that. And I, I love it because there's definitely not many people who are doing that. And when I try to do it, or when I do do it and I put it on my YouTube channel, it doesn't get any hits. It's because people don't know what it is. <laughs> people don't know what it is. Right. And I'm like, open your eyes, people. This is, this is something good. <laughs> um, I do that. I also do Palm Street, um, and that's something very well-known as well. Um, actually, it, uh, you could even, um, back in, in ancient times, there was carvings, like in France and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, where there was actually um, hand palms and stuff. So this is something very old. And I started off, as with, uh, I think it was going to say mid-century, uh, Japan and um, India. But then around 1965, uh, people started studying more, uh, like in England and stuff. And actually, uh, they were able to, just by studying the, the ridges and stuff of fingers, mm-hmm. which is really crazy, 80% of it, they were able to find um if a newborn baby was going to have some sort of illness, like um, a mental disease, like a mental problem or something like that. And it was 80% of it. Was, I mean, that's a shocking 
number, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. Which is very, um, awesome, I think. And I think I'm still studying on that as well. And, and even to now, the days, you can still, like, studying the fingers and stuff like that with the lines. It can tell you if you have this or that. So, I mean, it's really helped out, I feel. Um, I also do um, tea leaf reading. Um, and there's different ways of doing tea leaf readings as well, uh, just like different spreads with tarot, okay? Mm -hmm. So you can do different spreads with tarot. You can do different readings with tea leaves. And uh, I really enjoy that, too. You can do it with a normal teacup. And, yes, it has to be a teacup, hence tea leaf readings. You can't do it with a mug. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's different ways to do that, too. And then there's also these special tea leaf cups that have like the zodiac signs and then but that's a different kind of reading to do as well oh. i also like to read auras which you could read the uh coloring the shading of a person uh the spirit the aura they give off mm -hmm. i would have to see somebody like behind uh, a white wall or a door and i'd be able to do that as well i'm trying to think of other um divinations i practice you put me on the spot <laughs> now i just thought of it um <laughs> no that's this is fascinating the, um I think uh, I I, beca I became. Pin readings as well. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was that? There's also pin readings as well. Pin readings, um, of course, stuff like that. So this <laughs> Yeah. Well, sure. And you know, I know that there was even in in old times, and I think it was probably around the 1800s or something. They had done this. There was a, a form of divination called phrenology, I think, where they would check the divots on people's heads and uh, use that as a form of divination as well. And I thought, wow, that's that's really bizarre, but uh, kind of cool. And it makes you wonder, yeah. uh, are people really programmed? You know, like, is our physiology really programmed with our, our fate, you know, hand in hand? And I find that really interesting. I, I think there is, actually. And there's also, like, you know, a face reading. Mm. Um, so that's a big thing, too. And, again, it has to do with, you know, your genetics as well. So I think that you are genetically, uh, it's, you're like a fingerprint, basically. Sure. Your whole body is a fingerprint. That's how I see it um, wow. when it comes to divination as well, you know? Mm-hmm. So when you're doing a, a reading, I mean, there's obviously a system involved, but would you say that intuition is a big part of how you read um, these these physical characteristics or these shapes or, or whatever, uh, whether it's cards, whether it's runes or shells? Do you rely a lot on your own intuition or your own psychic ability uh, to deliver that in a reading? Well, I consider myself an intuitive medium. Mm -hmm. um, as well, so I definitely read. Anyone can learn divination. That's, mm -hmm. that's just what, anyone can learn it. Sure. But also, if you're intuitive or you're a medium or whatever, or you're gifted in any way, uh, I think that definitely comes into play, and it gives you a much better and accurate reading. Okay. So my answer would be, in my case. Yeah, I think I think so too. And and in fact, I I have uh, you know other other friends who are um, very adept at that, and they talk about. Uh, I think. It seems that the tarot definitely, uh, for one, uh, I've heard hand in hand that people uh, sometimes utilize tarot and then they use utilize their intuition or their psychic ability. And then after a while, they, they don't seem to use the cards as much. It's like it really helps to develop that sight and that ability to, you know, tune in their, the natural gifts. Yes, absolutely. Um, a lot of people... 
they give intuitive messages. That's something else I do. Like, I'll just give you an intuitive message if I feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has nothing to do with any form of divination. You don't have to use any different divination at all. Um, that's when people do automatic writing, and that has nothing to do with any divination. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, spirit comes through, and there you go. You get uh, a message. Right. Now, do you think that that's... That that's uh... Uh, mediumship in a sense or do you think it's more just uh, intuition or and I don't know maybe there's no difference but you know we hear all these different terms so automatically we think it's an entirely different thing to be psychic versus a medium versus a, a, a empath or, or whatever um, what are your feelings on that well a lot of people are um, empathic and you don't even realize they are because mm-hmm. there's a difference between being sympathetic and empathic, you know, and people get those confused, I guess, because they sound alike. Uh, but there's a lot of people who are empathic and they may not realize that, okay? And um, that's definitely a gift, and you can use that also, and it does help you with divination as well because, you know, you're doing a reading with somebody and you can feel, you know, how they're feeling, and, then, and it also helps with the cards and giving you a reading here. And as far as... Uh, being intuitive, a lot of people as well, they're very intuitive, they get that gut feeling, mm-hmm. um, like you already know, you know, and sure. you could even get it through dreams, you know, like for instance, I get a lot of messages through dreams as well, mm-hmm. ever since I was a young child, and uh, people who passed come to me in my dreams, and usually when they come through my dreams, it's either they're about to pass or they just passed, and they always mm-hmm. come to me in a they're wearing, like, gold, pearl, off-white kind of color, uh, their clothes. Mm-hmm. They have this big, shiny light. So if they haven't passed away, I know they're about to. Wow. Um, so there's been a few people who've come through that way. Uh, I've had a few celebrities come through that way, and I've also had, you know, just random people. Um, and I was giving a reading, and that came through, and then I called them the next day or something. I'm like, hey, I don't know. I think this is the person we're talking about or this or that. So... That that happens with me at least. I can't speak for everyone, but sure. this is how I often speak. You know, I've I've had experiences with uh, having dreams of loved ones. They've already passed, but they've been mm-hmm. some of the most incredibly lucid, powerful, healing dreams yeah. that I can imagine. And one of which was uh, my father passed away, and he and I had a real challenging relationship. Uh, I mean, it wasn't terrible. I mean, it wasn't to- totally, uh, you know, cats and dogs kind of thing, but we were just two very different people, and we had trouble mm-hmm. connecting in our life. And uh, it was such a healing so moment. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was very he much, was yes. Very much so. And uh, it was it was like when he p- passed and transitioned, and I really think this was a meeting that we really met, but when he, when he passed, he got past all of his, you know, worldly, uh, you know, feeling of inadequacy or, or, or feeling threatened and stuff, and his eyes were wide open, and suddenly we just, we just connected. We hugged and embraced in my dream, and, you know, I, we apologized to each other. It was just this amazing moment of, of healing and, you know, yeah. I, I consider it a gift because, you know, I was thinking, my God, he passed away. I'll never be able to say these things now. I mean, and yet he came to me in that dream and we had that moment and it was incredible and it was so cathartic for me. Well, let me, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. Whenever, and I say this all the time, my readings or when I do like videos or whatever, whenever a loved one has passed on, Mm-hmm. And they come to your dream. It wasn't a dream. It's either a message. Mm-hmm. Or they come to visit you. 
or even a warning, okay? Mm-hmm. So I really do think it was your father who did come, and he wanted to, you know, have amends and tell you, yay, I, I, I love you, I've always loved you, you know, yeah, yeah. stuff like that. And and it was very healing for you. Right. And it's, it's beautiful. beautiful. Right. So it really was him coming through. So don't think it was just a dream. It was really him, his spirit coming through. Oh, I appreciate that validation. But yeah, I didn't doubt it. Um, it was it was just too too perfect. I mean, I could smell him. I could mm-hmm. feel him. I could it it felt like my dad. It smelled like my dad. It sounded like it was just, just everything was just flawless and perfect. And I it, feel like you still smell him sometimes. Yeah, I, I definitely feel he's still around. around. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's very, very cool, and I, and I can relate to that. So, I mean, I really do believe that you're absolutely right, that dreams are, are a powerful uh, mediumship for us to make those connections that we may not otherwise be able to make. Yeah. Hmm. That is incredible. Well, it, you were talking about shells, and uh, I know you were a little bit vague about it, but what, do, what kind of shells are you using? Are they like... Uh, Little seashells, or are they just sh- uh, um, fractions of shells? Yeah, or? They're cronies. They're cronies. Um, but I also use she- uh, regular seashells as well. Okay. Um, and that's another type of reading I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's basically, you use 16 of them. It's a longer reading, and there's um, 16 outcomes, I guess you can say. Well, really, the two last ones, 15 and 16, they're kind of like, you know, um, cast them again. So I guess all in all, really, it's 14, if you want to, you know, mm-hmm. um, be real <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, and um, you cast them, and then it gives you, depending on how many are up, how many are down, um, then it, it tells you what, what, what it is. Wow. Uh, what you're asking for, what you're, you know, meditating for, or you just want, like, general reading. And then you could do, like, four, the four ones, which can give you, like, a yes, no, maybe, or something quickly will happen, and then other things. Again, there's different ways you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I try to incorporate those in my readings as well. Like some days I'll just do the longer reading, which I'll use the 16, and other days I'll just use the four, or be like medium yes or no kind of question. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. it's kind of what I'm incorporating in my Facebook live page. I'm putting uh, a, a reading there, a daily reading there now. So one day I'll do the long shell, another day maybe I'll just do the four, and then I'll do a different reading on my Instagram so to give people several readings, you know. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's really and, fantastic. Um, and and when when you gave me that reading, it was it was, you were utilizing that as well, and I was I was really just so surprised um, because I mean you knew you knew me from nobody. I mean I was just another face in the crowd, and and yet you were like, oh I I, I got a Taurus coming through. Well I'm a Taurus, and then you were you <laughs> you were just on so many other things. It's like wow, she's really dialed into this. I'm really impressed, and you know I'm not a I'm not a skeptic by any measure, but I, I you know of course I, I I don't endorse things very easily. Uh, at the same time, it's like, cause there's a lot of people making a lot of claims out there. And I think that's, it's not skepticism, but it's, it's guarded enthusiasm maybe is the best way to put it. But <laughs> I, I found that you're, you know, you're really dialed in. You just met me. You, you just pulled all these, you know, things and, and you were bringing up very valid points about who, you know, who I am or, and parts of my personality. And I was very impressed by that. So, um, whatever you're well, doing, it's the... <laughs> yeah, whatever you're doing, it's working. But I, what I want to know is, do you are you noticing, given given the state of things right now, do you find that people 
are more um, more in need of this kind of guidance? That you are you getting more people wanting to get readings than before, or how's this affected you? Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in well actually i was kind of surprised because i you know with everything happening people are trying to you know be careful and whatnot and i didn't think too many people would reach out and still want readings um you know but they are uh so yeah they, they you know it's it's increased, actually. It's mm-hmm. increased. But also, I do feel, um, you know, people are going to become more um, more spiritually awakened, going through, um, you know, wanting to learn more about this. Even people who would mock astrology or tarot or anything like that, crystals, you know, um, I do feel that a lot of people are definitely going to be more open to this now, mm-hmm. wanting to learn, um, wanting to dabble with divination, and and, um, it's, and I think it's a beautiful thing because um, the more of us, the better, I feel, the more that you're awakened, um, the veil is definitely thinning, so people are talking through that, and it, it's wonderful. Yeah, I think I think it is for sure, and uh, I think that you know people need that need that other idea, and I and I like that people are more open to these possibilities. Um, I, of course, I know that some people are you know they hear divination, they're like ah ah no, you know, and they they have such a a mm-hmm. negative reaction to it, and and I understand people don't don't want to. You know, when it comes to the currency of the soul, uh, there are some people that are very, very guarded about that, and they think that, you know, there's lots of uh, negatives out there. But um, I, I don't feel that way at all about this kind of stuff. In fact, I, I, as you and I were talking before the show, it's a tool. It's a tool like a hammer is a tool, and you know, it's it's not in and of itself uh, a dark thing or evil thing. I think it's just another way of looking into the energy of life and trying to discern, you know, through, through these methods, kind of cut through it and figure out what's going on. Well, I know I'm going to get heat from this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Sure. But for instance, like with Palm Street, even in the Bible, 
it was mentioned at least four times. One of the main ones was Job 37-7. I think he said uh, something like, uh, he slips up his hand for every man uh, may know his work. So in other words, uh, and people might debate with me on this one. I mean, that he wrote your destiny on your hands. Mm -hmm. And you could read it, you know? Sure. Um, So, and, and... I'm not, like, religious, but I do like studying different forms of religion and kind of, like, you know, take whatever resonates and make my own, for right. instance. For me, personally, that works with me. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, so, so, like I said, so they might debate with me on what that means, but that's how I take it, and I know that's how a lot of people take it as well. Um, so, yeah, I do feel that, you know, even in the Bible, there was, like, you know, fortune tellers and this or that, so there has to be something to it. Right. You know? Yeah. If yeah. you really believe in the Bible, you're one of, you know... Um, that's another thing again. Um, sure. But yeah, I, 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 I do love all these sons of divination. I really want to bring them and showcase them to other people. I want them to know that there's so many tools you can use. And like we were talking earlier, you know, like the Ouija board gets such a bad rap. People think, oh my God, they're going to bring in a demon or, you know, that's evil. But yet they'll look at tarot readings. And guess what? That's another form of divination. It's all divination. It's different forms of divination. Now, if you misuse them, that's a different story. You know, you've got to know what you're doing as well. You know, mm-hmm. you have to make sure that you you, you know the, the rules of it. You never take your hands off the brown check. You have to say goodbye. You know, don't do it alone. Well, the rules according to it, you know? Sure. So, right. but yeah, you have to know how to do it properly. And then there should be no problems. Yeah, no, I think it's it's very cool stuff. I think it's it's incredibly interesting. Um, of course, uh, there are people that say that such things are are uh, a doorway to the subconscious and the superconsciousness. Uh, you know, that's been postulated in uh, in academic circles when you know when they discuss such things. As you know, maybe maybe it's a peek through through our own filters more to our truer selves. Um, so it's hard to say exactly, you know, what's going on. I don't pretend to know everything, but I, I certainly see nothing wrong with these things. I think that it's, uh, again, another tool, but um, I, I think w- what it is you're doing is really cool. And, and I think that you're offering this, and I know a number of people are, are doing it as well, but you're offering these readings, uh, you know, on Facebook Live was, again, where I met you. And I think it's a great thing. It gives people a chance to become introduced with it in a non-threatening manner, and and hopefully they'll they'll find some value in it, and uh, will uh, help to uh, at least embrace that somewhat in their lives. Because I think uh, anytime people are afraid of things, you know, fear is never going to be a constructive emotion towards anything. And so I think at least you know, open your mind to possibilities. Yes. Well, I, I do several lives. Like, I have my Facebook like page, Moon Girl Karen Moore, and I do a live there. Mm-hmm. Okay? And uh, that one definitely has, uh, you know, more traffic. But then I'll go do where I met you on my um, personal page, mm-hmm. and I'll do, you know, a reading there, or a live there. And then I have this other group where I go to, and I do um, a reading there as well, a live there as well. Mm-hmm. So, I try to offer those readings there, and like I said, a big goal of mine is to try to like you know expand people's mind and see that there's different forms of divination it's not evil 
don't have to just stick to tarot. And I know some people kind of get like, they don't understand. Um, I don't know if they could just, if they don't understand that there's different forms and it's just not tarot or they don't know what I'm doing. And I'm trying to explain to people, look, you know, you can get different readings here and it, it and you can get more uh, information, you know, like say I give you a tarot reading and then I'll pull up some, some, some shelves, you know, it's like a bonus. You, you get this and that from here and there, you know, you get a bit of everything. And, um, yeah, I really want people to know that, um, that there's so many different things out there. Stand your mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's great. Now, uh, you and I also discussed some, uh, paranormal things that you've experienced throughout your life, uh, just briefly. And I, and I want to make sure to cover that in the episode, because of course this is the paranormal portal and, uh, <laughs> we love us some good stories. Oh, um, let's see. I've been experiencing the paranormal uh, since I was a very, very small child. Hence, that's why I got into this and why I, you know, it just, mm-hmm. it opened the door to all this stuff for me, divination. Yeah. Um, being a child, it was very scary for me not knowing what astral projection is and you telling a parent or, and not believing you or telling them it's just a dream or, mm-hmm. you know, sleep paralysis was very scary for me as a child, okay? Very scary. One time in particular. And um, this is why I also, on my page, I show so much love to what I call my baby witches or anybody new to spirituality, especially the younger kids, because, you know, I want to be able to give them some kind of support and guidance because that's what I wish I would have had when I was younger. You know what I'm saying? And um, like I told you earlier, you know, I have noticed that the older generation who paved the way for us and open the doors, which I'm very grateful for. Um, they they don't be closed off to the younger generations, and and to that I I say, man, that's that's sad because you have the perfect opportunity to mold these young minds um, mm-hmm. and and be a beacon to them. And that's what I want to do. I want to be a beacon to these younger kids, these younger generations, like I said, especially the younger ones, because these are the ones who are going to lead us to the age of Aquarius, which is right around the corner, 2021. You know, wouldn't you love to be able to mold? these young minds and help them and be there for them. And that's something I, I really, really, you know, I cherish and I want to put out there uh, for the younger kids and also for the parents, you know, don't be so quick to just dismiss your child or think you're crazy and, you know, take it to the doctor and throw pills at them and stuff like that. Just take time to listen to your child because I wish I, I, wish I would have had that support. So I want to be able to be that support. And, um, but yeah, like I was saying, it was just very, um, Having all that um, astral projection and, and sleep paralysis was very, very scary for me. One time in particular, this is the one that really shook me, and I was a little bit older with this one, because when I was smaller, I didn't understand, but I know I felt it, and it was so scary. Mm-hmm. But this one really freaked me out. I was about 13 years old, 13, 14, and um, my mom would do a thing where she would turn up the TV really loud in the morning so I can get up for school. I mean, very, very long. <laughs> and I woke up, and I, you know, my eyes were open, and I saw this and demon, really. Oh. Would, um, and it was getting closer and closer and closer to me, and I could not yell. I could not move. Oh. And I thought to myself, if I can at least hit the wall, my mom will come in. If I could hit it with my head, it makes sense. I couldn't move at all. Mm-hmm. At all, it was sleep paralysis. It was very terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all black, um, but I could still feel it looking at me. If that makes sense, and sure. getting closer and closer and closer to me, where I felt it hovering over me, and there was nothing I could do but just close my eyes. And it was ter- 
terrifying. It felt like it lasted an eternity. I'm sure it was a few minutes, and I wasn't able to move or anything, and I was just so terrified, and all I could do was close my eyes, and I felt whatever it was, a space right on my face. Oh. Um, after a few minutes, I was able to just jump off the bed and run, and that was really scary. And I remember I told my, my mother about that. She and I've told her experiences since I was a kid, but she never really believed it mm-hmm. until that one day. I went to school. Her and my grandma were there, and uh, they saw something, the same thing emerging from the room, coming towards them, and they were terrified. And being Hispanic, my grandmother always had, like, holy water because she was uh, (laughs) very much to being a Catholic, and she started throwing holy water after that, but he never questioned me again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, there's something here, like, I told you. Yeah. Wow. Um, a really creepy experience as a, as a kid. But one that really, really and still uh, sticks out to me is um, a few years back, I um, I was living in another town, and I would come uh, travel back and forth from town to town. And uh, I had, my son was very small. He was very small at the time. Mm-hmm. And he would cry whenever I would leave him alone. Like if I wanted to shower, close the door, and I closed it because I didn't want him to go into the toilet or something. Sure. He had a potty, the brand new potty, and it would only make noise if you used it. And it would go off all the time, random. Uh-huh. It went off all the time. And it was very scary. We were like, oh, my God, what's going on? And um, so I would close the shower, and then I would, he was crying, right? And then I would hear him laughing or calming down, and I would hear uh, his, his dad to him, and, and, and his dad was having a conversation with me, and I'm like, okay, great, you're here, or whatever. Um, I got a shower, and he wasn't anywhere to be seen. And I was like, well, maybe he went outside. Nope. Uh, he'd come back from work, and I told him, so did you come in for, like, lunch or something? Nope. So I was there having a full conversation with somebody who oh. sounded just like him. <laughs> and obviously, you know, my son was there with whatever it was because he would stop crying and he was giggling. And then vice versa, I would travel here and he would be in the shower and he would have a full conversation thinking that me and him were talking and then he would call and he's like, where are you? I thought you were in the house. I'm like, we're still on the road, you know? <laughs> um, Yikes. It was, it was crazy and we would have toys that would go off. And back in the day, we had those big entertainment centers. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm very short. I'm only 5'1", mm-hmm. you know? Um, this was like a six foot <laughs> entertainment center. Um, and we would put some of those toys up there that was had batteries because they would go off constantly. Oh, no. And hours of the night. And you would have to press the button down to make noise or else it would make noise. And it would just go off. We'd take the batteries. It went off anyways. Um, it was very, very bizarre. And the fire alarms would go off all the time. We'd call the management and they would say, oh, we you know it's, it's brand new, but if you want, we'll change it. It didn't matter. It would still go off random hours. Oh, no. uh, one time in particular, uh, this um, we had like this caterpillar, and he pressed the buttons and would say letters or, or the alphabet. Sure. Uh, we heard it giggling. It was the creepiest thing. It's not supposed to giggle. And <laughs> it was in a very low voice. And then it could say L, 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 L. And my son's name happens to be London. It starts with an L. So we oh. said L for London. Uh-huh. And then it again, and we were like, what the hell? Yeah. Mind you, my son was at school. Oof. So right after that, phone call from school, can you please pick up your son? He had an accident. Oh. So, 
Wow. That was uh, that was pretty crazy. That was pretty crazy. Um, so I went to pick up my son, and yeah, that was we threw that away. But, I mean, at first, when I was younger, I thought it was, you know, like, God, everywhere I go is haunted, you know? And right. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> There's no way everywhere we move is haunted. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I'm able to feel and sense things or, you know. And the way I articulate this is, say, for instance, you're in a uh, in the living room with your family. And um, all of a sudden, you pass away and you have no idea. And your your spirit's there, and you're like trying to talk to your wife, your children. Nobody sees you, and you're like, oh my god, somebody recognizes me. So you run down the street. There's a lot of people. Nobody, you know, yeah. can see you. Then finally, you lock eyes with somebody, and you're like, look, I know you can see me. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, what's this movie, um, Ghost? Yes. With Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. You can see me. You're like harassing. Like, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me because I know you can see me. And that's how I articulate that, um, or how I would articulate that. It's like they they know that you can see, sense them. So then they're like right up on you, wanting to get through a message or whatnot, or at least some recognition. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. All right, everybody, and we're back, and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal podcast. Buckle up, we're going in. Yeah, I think so. I, and I've been saying that on the show for years, that I think that psychic people are, are, for whatever reason, are this beacon. And you're right, I think these these spirits know that this is their, their opportunity to make a connection again. And and they, they do, they stick around. And, and That's awesome. I would take that opportunity as well. I mean, if I have a chance, you know, and I was sure. on the other end. Yeah. I mean, you know, because who knows what they want. If they just want someone to know their story, if there's something about their demise that they feel really uncomfortable about, they want someone to hear what happened or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, that's their one opportunity. So you can see why that, that would be a problem. Now, as, as you grew into your gifts, did you, did you figure out how to mitigate that better, like uh, to, you know, claim your space and, and have rules around this kind of connections, or, or how did how did you uh, mitigate it? Um, sometimes, to be honest, I just had to really put my foot down and say, "Leave me alone." Yeah. Um, because that was the only way, and they still kind of mess with me sometimes. For instance, when I'm trying to upload a video, mm-hmm. I'm doing it, my phone's fine, everything, and then they mess with the audio, <laughs> and I now I have to like replay everything first. And it's funny because it's always towards the end. I'm like, are you serious? I just (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like, leave the audio alone, please. And then I re-record it, and then it's fine. But (laughs) (laughs) it is maddening. Yeah. I still sense, um, you know, um, the edge of my bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes I feel like they sit on the bed. Um, The other day, I I was very tired, and I. I went to sit on the sofa and I was falling asleep, but I felt this, I felt something and I opened my eyes and I saw what I would say, uh, maybe a preteen boy. 
just kind of just the, the silhouette, the shadow. And I have two boys. I have a 14-year-old and I have an 11-year-old. Okay. He was definitely in between uh, those ages. And it wasn't my son. My sons were, like, sitting next to me. And I was like, oh, my God, what? And I was just too tired. Mm-hmm. And I kept seeing, I was like, all right, I just said, sorry, honey, I can't right now. <laughs> I just, that's my son. Sorry, I can't right now. Um, I was like, yeah, you know, I still see things. I still feel things, smell things. There's always... Um, I know when certain people passed, uh, come around, like I, uh, this lady who I loved her very much, she was like a mother to me too, and uh, she would love smoking. So sometimes when I'm having a hard time, I'll call you know, her and, and I smell that cigarette. You know, like, <laughs> I know you're here. <laughs> I know you're here. And um, so that, you know, it, it works on both ways, you know? And um, sure. all you have to do is just, I mean, embrace it if you can. If you can embrace it, and I, I've embraced it. I love it. I'm glad um, I'm able to, you know, try my hardest to help people if I can, you mm-hmm. know. And like I said, one of my big goals is to try to help the younger kids, you know, be some sort of support to them mm-hmm. or, you know, guide them. I know a lot of kids, you know, they get like a, they get mocked or whatever, like, oh, you're like a little wannabe or this or that, and. Yeah, they have to start somewhere, you right. know? Yeah. They have to start somewhere. And I know, like, the older generations, they're kind of, they, they're kind of a little bit off-putting with the, with the younger kids. And I'm like, man, that's just, that's so not cool. Embrace them. Like, I want to hug each and every one of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, I guess because I'm a mother and I'm, you know, um, <laughs> sure. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 it's just, you know, I, I wish I would have had that. So I guess mm-hmm. that's why. You know, if I could pay it forward. Yeah, that's something I would like to do. Absolutely, and you know we we've talked about that many times on the show. Um, as you mentioned, when you're a little kid, and I, 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 my heart really goes out to little kids having experiences because, of course, the natural knee jerk reaction of a parent is, it's just your imagination. You just had a bad dream. Now go back to bed. So they've got something in their closet. They see the closet door open. They see eyes or hear breathing and stuff, and they run to the safety of the parents. And they, they're desperately yeah. looking for that protection and, and that's, and it's denied. And then they're, they're not only denied, but then they have to deal with the anger and, and have to go back to the very place they're terrified of. And I always admonish people, look, if your kids are telling you something, listen to them, just listen to them, you know, cause that's, that's, that's the safe place. No, I was just going to yeah. say parents are, are they supposed to be the safe place for these kids. And when that's taken away, they're on their own. Yes, absolutely. And what's worse is then they start thinking, there's something wrong with my child. I'm going to take him to the psychiatrist, psychologist, put him on pills. Pills they don't even need, okay? And that is so heartbreaking to me. You don't even know how heartbreaking that is to me. Like, it makes me want to cry. I'm like, um, you know, and these poor kids, they have nowhere to turn. Nowhere to turn. Um, And I'm glad that there's shows now or, or people who are, you know, working with younger kids. Um, you know, being a beacon for them. And that's so wonderful. I'm, I'm so grateful that there's people out there helping these kids, you know, mm-hmm. who are in a much bigger platform than I have, you know. So that's wonderful to me, you know. Uh, I'm very happy, mm-hmm. you know, that that's going on. No. And uh, to the parents, to say, guys, I mean, just listen, hear your child out at least. Yeah. At least. Even if you just got to feign that interest, just at least give them the place and then have a talk with them. Like I, I noticed I was doing that and 
here's the thing when you know we've got a, a a presence that's been in this house and i've since found out more about it but at the time my my little one he's four now he's almost five but he was he was about one and he was he 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 came to me and he's like monster and his eyes are huge like saucers like he just saw something that just freaked him all mm-hmm. the way out now in, immediately i i went to the knee jerk father reaction was no, no, no. And, and I, had to, I had to stop myself because, of course, as a parent, you want to make your kids' fears go away. So I don't think parents sure. do it in a way that's, you know, demeaning or whatever. But it, it's just I had to stop and go, oh, is there, you saw a monster? And he's like, not yes. And he's very, very scared. I said, do you want me to go with you? And he's like, yes. So he held my hand and we went into the room and then we had a talk with the monsters that they have to go away. They can't scare them anymore. And it was just that one connection. Now, I don't know if he actually saw something or not, but I know that he believed he did. And it was my, it was very important for me to go through that moment with him and to make him feel safe rather than, no, it's just your imagination. There's no monsters. Because then if he did see a monster, I'm telling him, don't believe what you see. Don't believe what you experience. Shut that part of yourself off and uh, just be normal. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's a lonely place for a kid to be. Yeah. I think you did a great thing. You, oh. <laughs> you definitely did a great thing. Well, I hope so. You know, I, I mean, of course, as you know, being a parent, there's, there's oftentimes we wonder, God, am I doing the right thing? But we're doing the best we know how to do. But I, I just think that kids are receptive. They do pick up things that we can't or don't or won't or whatever. And uh, when they do experiencing things. So connected to the other world, especially as a young child. Mm. So, you know, is open to them. This is why to see things that we or normal people can't see um, and then as they get older it, it diminishes to a lot of people and other people stay very in tune with that mm-hmm. so this is why children and, and animals see things they're able to see through the other side they're very much connected right yeah it's it's amazing um and and the, i you know i don't know what happens but it, it's it is bizarre that kids can go from being so sensitive and, and open to stuff. And, and sometimes they just hit that trigger. They hit that age. And, and with that age, it just goes away. Or at least it, it becomes replaced by something else. And I often think well, maybe it's the pace of life, that, you know, that their friendships and their, and their, their real, uh, their lifetime stuff gets busier and busier and they don't focus on everything like they used to. Um, but <laughs> it, it's almost tragic to see that those gifts kind of fade in some kids. Some, some, it doesn't, but you know what I mean, right? Yes. Well, like, for instance, my, my youngest, he's 11, and from the age of, like, I'm going to say three, four, um, to maybe, like, seven, he would wake up in the middle of the night crying, 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 mm. and he would say, where's my wife and kids? And I'm like, what the hell? Oh, sorry, oh. I'm like, what in the world are you talking about? Like, where's my wife and kids? Where's my wife and kids? I miss my wife and kids. And he would just be sweating and crying and crying. Oh. And I, had, I, you know, I was like, and, and all they watched at the time was TV. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, where's my wife and kids? Where's my wife and kids? And he would just cry all the time. Oh. I need to see my kids. Take me to my wife and kids. I want to see my wife and kids. What did you do with my wife and kids? And one time he looked at me and he's like, hey, mommy, do you remember? I used to be your daddy, but now it's your turn. You're my mommy. So I was like, okay. I see what's going on. Wow. So yeah, that's another 
you really believe in reincarnation as well. And sure. you can definitely reincarnate many lifetimes with the same people, you know, just different placements, you know. And this is why it's hard sometimes to let go of certain people or situations because you had a bond with them in a previous life or even have a 5D contract, a soul contract in the 5D with them. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the are not necessarily good for you and you feel like, oh, I should not talk to this person anymore because this or that and they did this to me, but you still feel like a huge bond with them that you just can't take off. Right. It's because you have like a soul contract or it could be a karmic relationship or a soulmate or a twin flame. And remember, soulmates are very different than, than karmic and, and twin flame. People always associate with, oh, soulmate is the love of your life. That's not true. Uh, a soulmate can be anyone. It could be, of course, a spouse. It could be your child. It could mm-hmm. be a friend, whatever. Anyone you have a soul connection with. And also some people can have more than one soulmate. Mm. Uh, definitely, like you can have a very uh, strong connection with your wife and then your child as well, whatever. Um, and some soulmates are here for a lifetime and them for a season. You learn something from them and then they move forward. Or sometimes, you know, you you are here to teach them something and they move forward or vice versa, you know? Sure. Wow. That's great, great advice. I, I think that's that's incredibly interesting. And of course, I, I I really didn't know that there was a difference between those things. But now that you've, uh, uh, I mean, flame would be uh, initially when you're born, your soul is split into two. Mm-hmm. Even in the Greek mythology, they talk about that. That you know, a person was you know had like the the four arms, the four legs. They got you know with fear, so they split them in half. But anyway, the twin flame is when your soul is split into two. That's the person you're really meant to be with. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much the soulmate. Of course, you can be with a soulmate as well. But uh, the goal here is the twin flame. <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, and there's usually an age difference. Not always, but the majority of the time there's an age difference, and the majority of the time there's a chase and a runner. And it's because one feels it's stronger than the other one. No, one knows this is the the one, and the other one might be open to it, or they feel something there, but they're not fully aware. Uh, so they disassociate with that, you know, uh-huh. or they feel like they're not ready. Uh-huh. So, yeah. So those are the difference. Uh, and then with a the karmic, is somebody you have a soul contract to learn a lesson from. And I don't mean that in a condescending way. Sure. Um, it's like there's thing that's like you know, it, and it could have been possibly maybe you wronged somebody, and you know, spirit wants you to learn from that, like how it feels, but not in a condescending way, like I said. Sure. Or you know, and then you learn something from each other. And sometimes people try to work really hard with the karmic. But no matter what you do, it just never works out. Why? Mm. Because the karmic and it really isn't meant to last. It's for you to grow from each other, learn some kind of lesson, and then move forward. Mm. And then once you learn that lesson, some people can come together and unite. But the majority of the time is you learn the lesson and you move forward to your soul path, your soul journey alone. Wow. That's incredible. There's a lot to know. I mean, there's there's no question this is a, a real complex uh, I don't know, incarnation. <laughs> you know, there's so much going on here. And, and that's why, you know, getting back to the, the core of our discussion, that's why I think divination is so helpful because it's easy to get lost, you know? And I, I think people are lost a lot of the time and maybe not as much as we think we are. I think that's one way or another, we always eventually end up going the direction we're supposed to. But I think that the divination certainly is like having a cheat code and uh, getting a peek in at the game that you couldn't see otherwise, and, and that can be certainly helpful. Um, but I, I think it's, it's an amazing thing. 
Uh, I think that you're, what you're doing is amazing. Uh, I'm, I'm really honored to have had this opportunity to talk with you as well because I, I can see the dynamic person you are, and, and it's really fun to talk to you, and I, I hope we can talk you into coming back again. Oh, I would love to. I have so much to talk about. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's a pleasure to hear from you I, because I, I think that you've got you've got a really broad uh, knowledge base that uh, what you're sharing, I think people need to hear. And uh, I think it helps us to understand at least the dynamics of the world we're living in or, or the, you know, the possibilities that we're living within. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much. And can I do a small plug? Oh, I was just going to ask you, please let people know how to stay in touch with you. Y'all can reach me on my Facebook like page, Moon Girl Tarot and More, or my uh, YouTube channel, um, same name, Moon Girl Tarot and More, or my Instagram, Lily Moon Goddess 11, or my TikTok, um, <laughs> Moon Girl 11. Wonderful. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm going to take your project, so keep an eye out. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You're you're incredibly busy, and there's a lot of things you're working on, as we were discussing before the show. So first and foremost, uh, I wish you the best on all of those, and please stay in touch, and uh, I hope you'll come back again and, and discuss more of this with us. Definitely. I love to. Thank you so much for having me on. It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed speaking with you, and... Um, Thank you again very, very much. All right. Take care, and thanks so much for being a part of this. Thank you. All Bye. Right. Good night. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio. As well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal, P-O-R-T-L. And uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. we got hundreds of shows in our, uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the Paranormal Portal. So I hope you'll check it, uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com slash Paranormal Portal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So... Uh, stay tuned, but we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice, take care of each other, help each other out, find the magic in every day, and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody. <laughs>